weather is currently 110 degrees outside. Let's explore inside! <laughs> Yikes! So let's prepare for something that's really hot and will so hot it bursts in the air until everybody can see it. Fourth of July fireworks! Dun, da, da, da. It's only like what? Two days or one and a half day for if you're on the other side of the globe, maybe country, whatever it's called. Okay. So to prepare for 4th of July, I'm going to make this new room right here as a side room until I can figure out what to do with it. Architects in the area? Anybody? Anybody? All right. First off, I got a new website that I've never read from before that I think I might read from a lot more. The Guardian. Isn't that nice? We need a guardian. Doesn't everybody need a guardian? And we have a new saint. Well, this is new to me. Okay, so, I, that's a vet. I don't think I want to heat stroke. Right, you should wait till later. It's 12 o'clock right now. No, baby. There's no later. <laughs> it's always going to be this hot. <laughs> I look at all the way to 2 a.m. He didn't even drop until 2 a.m. At least it won't be shining on you, but wait till tonight. I'll go with you. I'll ride with you in the dark. <laughs> anyway, apparently there's a new saint. Before Lena Dunham, there was Anais Nin, now patron saint of social media. So yes, we're going to be on keywords, hashtag social media, hashtag July 4th, hashtag explore the idea that Ananias Nin could be widely regarded as inspirational would have been unthinkable even a few years ago but the internet turned her work around really so we got Saint Carlos saint of the internet youngest because he was like 16 when he died which is awesome he's an incorruptible what this article is written by Miss Sadie Doyle, S-A-D-Y-D-O-Y-L-E, Tuesday, 7th, April, 2015, 1439, military time. We do not see things as they are. We see them as we are. Uh-huh, I've been thinking about that all day. I have no idea what that means. This little soundbite circulates dozens of times a day on the internet. Uh-huh. It is variously attributed to Talmud. Uh-huh. To sales guru Herb. Oh, my favorite word. H-E-R-B. Herb. Like, I'm writing that word. H-E-R. B. B what? Cohen. Oh, really? C-O-H-E-N. A hen? A chicken? Easter? Uh, rooster do, 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 do. to whoever is responsible for inspirational quotes on Instagram and sometimes it's actual author Ananias Nin it will be a great experience maybe you should try it yeah everybody should try it open their parachute sometime the quote of the mind became there's a book a staple of what's called Glurg. It's called Your mind is like a parachute If it don't open, it's kind of useless Essentially 
or color of your parachute. Yeah, that's weird. The viral content version of a Hallmark card. Yeah, I like the singing ones, but they run out of battery and then they start sounding like... In this case, the quote was taken from 1958 novel Seduction of the Minotaur. Yeah, interesting. Minotaur? Mino? Minotaur? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. At the end, uh-huh, Nin, uh-huh, was an unfashionable underground author receiving almost no attention from the mainstream press. Oh, gee, I have no idea what that feels like. What is that, sarcasm? Yeah. And if it's strange that a line from an experiment experimental novel, oh, like, uh, what is that movie? Which something for project Dang it. in the forest? Like it made a billion dollars and it was just some guys running in the woods with a camera making it look all spooky. Black Witch Project? Blair Witch? Blair Witch Project! Yeah. And if it's strange that a line from an experimental novel is ubiquitous in 2015, ew, wine country, what's stranger is what that line has done for its author's reputation. What does uh, skin contact mean to wine? Does anybody know that? Why is that on the menu? I gotta read that again, I can't. I think these quotes on the internet are really important says Arthur Tristine Rainer. Ooh, that's an interesting name. Like try, like try, and rain. A personal friend of Nin's told me over the phone. They give people the sense that Ananias was a philosopher. The internet has sort of turned her around. Yeah, the earth is heavy and opaque. Looks like my eyeball. Iris! Without dreams, in an Nin, December, nineteen forty. Alongside the proliferation proliferation of Nin quotes online, online there is a growing sense of her relevance. Really? Oh, good. Two. Yes. Also, she's now referred to as a style muse. Really? I got style. I amuse you. Swedish. Indie artist, Likey. Oh, me Likey Lee. Name checked her as an influence on her 2014 album, I Never Learn. The album cover even echoes some of the best known photographs of Nin. Even better, authors and actors are bringing her back into the fold of, an accept- of acceptable reference points. Oh, good. I'm a reference again. This is all well deserved, but it's also nothing short of a miracle. Oh, miraculous. The idea that Nin could be widely regarded as an inspirational figure rather than a ninny, than a fraud, or as one memorable headline called her. A monster of self-centeredness whose artistic pretensions now seem grotesque would have been unthinkable even a few years ago. In her lifetime, 
Nin was an addict. For one thing, she was a woman who wrote explicitly about in Latin. Six. Six. From a female point of view, her work included frank portrayals of illegal abortions, extramarital affairs, and incest. All of which Nin wrote about. Without judging her female characters, that's brave. In 2015, in 2000, in 1940, it was career suicide. Mm-hmm. Suicided. Even more polarizing, though, was Nin's insistence that she was by far her most fascinating character. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find anybody stronger than myself. And that her diaries ought to be treated as a major work of literature. It's tempting to portray Nin as a sort of proto Lena Dunham, whoever she is, a woman who spun a career out of dramatizing her own life, including her sex life.、Mm-hmm. Like Dunham, she's been accused of narcissism, psychopathy. And sexual perversion, time and again. Yet, the emoji is wearing a red dress, and the song is "Lady in Red." Has nothing to do with my ass. I don't even have a red dress. I did wear a pink one on magenta on my wedding day, though. Who has pictures of that? <gasps> I do. Yet, even that comparison undercuts the strangeness and bravery of her work, for Nin was the first of her kind. Yeah, it makes me feel a little better. And yet, all truly unique talents, she was worshipped by some, hated by many, and misunderstood by most. In a way, Nin's transformation into a harmless self-help icon is nothing new. During her time in the public eye, paparazzi, Nin has been at least four different writers. Yeah, first time, first came Nin, the failure. Yeah, try again. Start from somewhere. Starting in the 1930s, she was a fixture on the literary scenes of Paris and New York. Walking here, a known, known as a flamboyant personality. Share it. And better yet, as a source of funding. Yeah. Funny. Thanks to her wealthy husband, Hugh. Come here, Giller. Henry Miller was the most famous recipient. She met him when he was middle-aged, unpublished, and almost homeless. Yeah, sounds familiar. For no reason that anyone could see, Nin decided his profane rants were the work of a genius. You're hilarious, Diego. She paid his rent, oh Ben, and living expenses for the next ten years. Yeah, so long, so that he could write. During which time he published *Tropic of Thunder*, no *Cancer*, oh, *Gemini*, and became a darling of the avant-garde young writers, eager for a taste of his good fortune. Flocked in Nin's door, flocked to Nin's door. Nobody's flocking down my door. 
and many walked away with full hands. Of what? Yet, even as she made the careers of other writers possible, Nin's own writing was ignored. <laughs> Ninny. Of the nine books <laughs> of fiction she published in her lifetime, four were self-published. Right? Mm-hmm. You gotta do it yourself and nobody else is gonna do it. Right, Cassandra? What's up? And only one, her short story collection, Under a Bell of... Under a Glass Bell. What was that? Beauty and the Beast. Got it. Received any critical acclaim. Most were roundly mocked. Mm-hmm. Devil's Marker. Elizabeth. Elizabeth! Hardwick, in the pages of Partisan Review, called her vague, dreamy, mercilessly pretentious. I learned how to cover my ass from her. A great bore! Ugh. Yeah, she loves going to trade shows. Get everybody's number. In later years, this time spent baff- battling it out on the margins of the pages would become part of her legend. Author and Nin, fan Melissa Gira Grant, recalls the impact of a photo of Nin at her press, printing her own work on a machine roughly twice her size. Eh, pressing that oil. That photo of her at a printing press, that's always with me, I don't think her subject matter was so darling, and I brist, bristle when people say writing about sex itself is daring. It's not. It's doing it anyway. Yeah, thanks. Even you like, go look at it. When it's not wanted or shut out or mistreated or dismissed, it's Nin at the press. For however many hours, she said, type. Unquote. Who said that? I don't know. Still, in 1954, Nin received the entire publishing industry, saw her as a joke. She believed it. I believed it. I still believe it, because the data shows it. When she hosted a party at a British book center, BBC, for her novel Spy in the House of Love, none of the invited critics came. America tried to kill me as a writer with indifference. Not so much insults, but still. Salty. Perhaps it did. From crying. Tears of joy and pain. But when she was 63 years old, not there yet, it made her a star. I have to wait that long. How many years is that? 15 or more. In 1966, that's a good year. The diary, the diary, oh, there's a diary of me. The diary of Ananias Nin. I lost my pink one. I had a little good purple, no, gold lock on it. Lost the key a long time ago, so I just kept it unlocked. Was published by uh, Harcourt Brace. Harcourt? No, Harcourt. That's interesting. Somebody has a few pages of that diary. The only A I'm looking for. 
Hey, hey. The existence of the diary, a monumental life's work in Nin, was completed, completing in secret. Even when radically edited down for publishing, it spanned seven volumes. Wow. And 50 years. Woo! Not there yet. Had long been speculated about in literary circles. Circles? Centric circles. Yeah. Okay. Kaleidoscopes? No, that's. What do you call that little thing? When you take your pencil and you and get a lot of circles. And the outside circle has teeth. And then you can make those little round circles all over the place, like infinitely. It's, it's the best. Uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, when, you're, when your hands are like. With a T word. No. It contained the expected anecdotes about famous friends. Henry Miller, Henry, Antonian, Artur, Antony, Gordy Vidal. Oh, Gordon, I haven't thought of him in years. Yet, these were outnumbered by long, introspective passages about the nature of the self, which proved to be the diary's biggest draw. Reviews were amazing, and sales were too. So began the life of Ananias Nin. Feminist icon, worshipped by young women who believed she had provided the first real account, really, of how a woman could thrive, thriving, in the male-dominated world of literature. She toured the country. Chrysler has a model called Tours. Giving readings and speeches. Young fans, anime fans, eager to learn at her feet, gathered at her Los Angeles home. Yeah, of angels. She was the subject of a documentary. Ananias observed. What you see? What you see? That's what they're always asking. What you watching? What do you do? Ananias Nin died. at the peak of her fame beloved by a generation and assured of her place in history 15 years later she was one of the most loathed women in literature it began with a mistake in her obituary one tiny loose string that when pulled, unraveled Nin's entire persona. In the New York Times, she was listed as being survived by her husband, Hugh Giller. In the Los Angeles Times, she was listed as being survived by her husband, Rupert Pohl. As it turned out, both accounts were correct. Ew. Interesting. After her death, Nin was variously portrayed as a spoiled, upper-crust adulteress who used her husband's money to keep dozens of lovers 
dependent. A liar, whose published diary is more like a very convincing novel than anything approaching autobiographical. Autobiography. A bigamist, who married Paul while still married to Gulliere, and spent the last half of her life deceiving both men. A pornographer, they called her, whose only worthwhile work is the erotica she wrote for a dollar a page. I didn't, haven't got a penny, people. Not a penny. A mad woman. Somebody trying to give me $500, but cash app wouldn't work properly, so yeah, I ain't dealing with fiat currency wise. Fiat and Latin, totally different concept. A mad woman, they called her, who had a consensual affair with her own father. Just that because I call him daddy doesn't mean he is people. These portrayals were construed, constructed slowly. If somebody calls me bro, I ain't gonna correct them. I understand their uh, sentiments. These portrayals were constructed slowly through a long series of betrayals and bad decisions. First came the decision to publish the erotica, which Nin herself only consented to in order to prove, I'm sorry, provide, oh, provide for my husband, for her husband's after her death. Rainier remembers, she was conflicted about Delta of Venus. I thought it was wonderful. She didn't really want it to publish. She really, she didn't really want to publish it. She thought if she published the erotica, no one would ever remember her for anything else. Oh, poor thing. In this, Nin was correct. The book was her first bestseller and became emblematic of her writing legacy. Following the success of Venus came Paul's insistence on publishing her unexpurgated diaries. Sex very much included. Oh boy. The thought that it would damage Nin's reputation does not seem to have occurred. Henry and June published in 1986. Oh, their titles? Okay. And detailing her affair with Miller was well received, enough to be adapted into a popular 1990 movie of the same name. Oh, I gotta go check that out. Incest. What's the name of it? Just one word, huh? Simple. From 1992, which covers exactly what the title tells you to expect. Was not. 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 The decision to publish Incest, the entitled, the title is Incest, sparked bitter enmity between Paul and Nin's surviving brother. Oh, she had a brother? I, I mean, I had a brother. A bro, what's up? Joaquin. Nin Colmel. Ooh, makes sense. Her friends and fans were devastated. Joaquin. Isn't that Joaquin and Anna? Anyway. 
Paul Haddon of Blue Sky Press here. It is a continual battle to restore her name to the status it once had. Since the death of Nin's editor and long, lifelong champion, Gunther Strohmann, in 2002, Heron was taken over the task of publishing a cafe in space, a journal devoted to Nin scholarship. Last school and I'm living, Ernie. Still breathing. In addition to assembling definition editions, definitive, excuse me, editions of her novels, Heron, 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 edited and published 2013's Mirages. Mirages! Like in Vegas, like the hotel, or like the thing in Scorpion King. Yeah. The fifth unexpurgated, unquote, volume of Nin's diary. Heron, Heron is doing this in part because no one else wants the dab. Yeah. Oh, that's you? Oh, yeah. I was wondering where you were at. (laughs) Still, most Nin defenders, Karang included, trace the ultimate destruction of Nin's reputation to 1995, when award-winning biographer Deirdre Baer published her account of Nin's life. Bear's biography is painstakingly researched, compellingly written, and an essential resource for anyone wishing to study Nin's life or work. It is also one of the more deadly literary hit pieces in memory. In it, Bear is continually scathing. An abortion Nin had in 1932. That's not me. For example, was apparently not accompanied by self, by enough self-recrimination. Recrimination. Not enough self-recrimination. Oh boy. Padre Pio. Bear describes Nin's attitude as being one of monstrous egotism and selfishness. Horrifying in its callous indifference. Every mistake, flaw, and dirty secret of Nin's life was laid bare at once by an author who seemed so dedicated to humiliating her subject that she took the trouble of reproducing Nin's typos. Oh my! That's just too far, people. That's that's too, that's not nice. Not nice. Harassment, maybe, perhaps. Nin, here's a photograph of her in the 1960s. By who? Everett Collection. Rex. (gasps) Features. I found Rex. (coughs) Don't say it. Critics demolished Nin in their reviews of Bear's work. The Philadelphia Inquirer, the paper that called her a monster, unquote, in the headline, quote, unquote, Monsters, Inc., proclaimed 
Nin lied and fornicated the way the rest of us breathe. What? Claudia Roth. I gotta take a break. This is making me. This is horrible. Y'all can read the rest if you want. I'm gonna get. What? This is. I'm not saying your article's terrible. I'm saying what they did to her is terrible. This is making me starve. I gotta go. Okay, last paragraph. Fine. What you gotta say, Rainer? She would have loved the internet. I know I do. When it, when I bring this up. She would have been a star of the internet. She would have rejoiced in the human connections it made possible. Yeah, good enough. Mercilessly pretentious. What? Who said that? The rehabilitation of Nin is taking place not because of her, not because her work has changed, but because the world has changed to make room for her work. Like many great and mercilessly pretentious experimentalists, yeah, I like that experimenting. She wrote for a world that did not yet exist. It's for the next generation, for the million dollar of the kid that you haven't had. So they say, and I don't think that should be reasonable. Do you? I don't know. And so, helped to bring it into being. Mother! Ing. I hope you appreciated this article. Before you move on, I wonder if you could consider taking a step toward supporting the Guardian journalism. Great, thanks. Bye. All right, bye. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glimpsing at it. Let me just read you the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just so excited. I think I'm going to settle on this one. I found a new library. The Gnostic, with a big G-N-O-S-T-I-C, Society Library. You want to close the door if you're going to... Can you close the door if you're going to... Not listening. Watch your thing. Okay, great. The Nag Hammadi Library. About the Nag Hammadi Library. The Nag Hammadi Scriptures is a collection of 13 ancient books, aka called Codices, C O D I C E S containing over 50, count them, five-zero texts, was discovered in Upper Egypt in 1945. Its immensely important discovery includes a large number of primary, quote, Gnostic Gospels, capital G, capital G, unquote. Gnostic Gospels, texts, once thought to have been entirely destroyed during the early Christian struggle to define, get this. Everybody seems asking me, what's orthodoxy? Bam, I've got it for you. You're welcome. Quote, orthodoxy, unquote. Scriptures such as, you ready? Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Philip, and, which I've never heard before, the Gospel of Truth. (laughs) <laughs> Hello. The discovery... And, no, seriously, those are the three. The discovery and translation of the Nag Hammadi Library, initially completed in the 1970s, has provided 
impetuous, impetus, what? Has provided impetus to a major reevaluation of early Christian history and the nature of Gnosticism. Yeah, what is it? They have a picture of the, it looks like nice leather bound with a strap that you can wrap around. Very nice. For an introduction to the Nag Hammadi's discovery and the texts in this ancient library. Oh, there's a TV series called The Librarian. You should definitely check it out. We offered several resources. I'll include it in my teaser. First, read an excerpt from Elaine. Elaine! Pagels? Mm-hmm. Pagels? Angels? Pagels? I don't know. Pagels? Excellent popular introduction. P-A-G-E-L-S. Excellent popular introduction to the Nag Hammadi text called the Gnostic Gospels. I don't know which one to click on first. Then, for an overview of the Gnostic scriptures and a discussion of the ancient Gnostics, read this excerpt from Dr. Marvin Myers' introduction to the Gnostic Bible. Gnostic Bible. For another brief general overview, we offer an introduction to Gnosticism and the Nag Hammadi Library by Lance. Give out. I needed one. Thanks. I'm going to Owens you. Lance Owens. For further reading, the Gnostic Society Library Bookshop also provides a selection of the foremost books in the Nag Hammadi Library and Gnostic tradition. Texts in the collection, all the texts discovered in the Nag Hammadi are available in the Gnostic Society Library. The collection is indexed in alphabetical order and by location in the original codices. Okay, great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to say, let's just go right to it. No. Okay, come on, just read it. You always stop when it gets interesting. Okay, great. The subject categorized list of the writings is also given below. You may search the entire collection of texts for keywords or phrases using your custom Nag Hamadi search function. We have special collections of resources dealing with two particular important texts, mainly the Gospel of Thomas and the secret book of John, Apocryphon of John. <gasps> See, told you. Several introduction or introductory lectures on the Nag Hammadi materials are provided below. From many of the writing, major writings in the Nag Hammadi collection, more than one translation is provided in our library. Mm. Where multiple translations are made available, we have listed the translator's name in parentheses below the name of the, tran- the scripture. Many of the translations are based on the work originally sponsored by the Coptic Gnostic Library Project and the Institute for Antiquity and Christianity, Claremont, California. <gasps> really? Several prominent scholars have granted us permission to present our original translations of Nag Hammadi texts here in the Gnostic Society Library. We are particularly indebted to the assistance and contribution of Dr. Willis Barnstone, Dr. John Turner, Dr. Stephen Davies, and the late Dr. Marvin Meyer. That's a lot of doctors, four to be exact. Copyright information is given with the various translations in the library. Contributors to this collection retain all copyright to their works. The International 
edition of the Nag Hammadi Scriptures, published in 2007, edited by Marvin Meyer, provides authoritative translations for all the Nag Hammadi texts, along with the introductions and notes of the translations. We also highly recommend the Gnostic Bible, edited by Willis Barnstone and Marvin Meyer. This comprehensive volume includes so excellent introductory material and provides beautiful translations for the most important scriptures. Okay, great. Other important primary Gnostic texts, ancient writings discovered in the century before the recovery of the Nag Hammadi library, including texts like the, this is it, Gospel of Mary are cataloged in the classic Gnostic scriptures section of the Gnostic Society Library. Many scriptures in the Nag Hammadi collection are influenced by Valentinus. Happy Valentine's Day. 100 to 160. And his tradition of Gnosis. Due to his importance, we have a large selection of the section of the library dedicated specifically to Valentinus and the Valentinian tradition. <gasps> more, more. If you like to see the ancient manuscripts themselves, yep, digital images of the original Nag Hammadi codices are available online at the Claremont College's digital library. <gasps> yeah. All of it in my pocket. An overview of the Nag Hammadi scriptures. When analyzed according to subject matter, there are roughly six separate major categories of writings collected in the Nag Hammadi codices. Okay, first, writings of creative and redemptive mythology. Second, observations and commentaries on diverse Gnostic themes. Third, liturgical and initiatory texts. Fourth, writing, dealing primarily with the feminine, deific, and spiritual principle, primarily with the divine Sophia. Wow. Right. Six, writings pertaining to the lives and experiences of some of the apostles. Seven, scriptures which contain sayings of Jesus as well as the descriptions of incidences in his life. So there's many books listed for each of those seven topics, just so you know. Give me a little breather. All right, here's a little one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, under the creative, no, writing of creative and redemptive mythology, we have including Gnostic alternative versions of creation and salvation. Alternative versions, people. When you get so tired of reading the same thing over again, you want something different to chew about. You know, just help your mind along. Something to chew on. The Apocryphon of John. Bookmark. The Hypostatus of the Archons. Third, on the origin of the world. For the apocalypse of Adam, 
That's what brought me here. A, A, the A of A. The P, paraphrase of Shem. <gasps> That's the one everybody was under. For an in-depth discussion of these, see the archive commentary at Genesis and Gnostic. G and G, yeah. Second, mm-hmm, give it to me. Number two, observations and commentaries on diverse Gnostic themes, such as the nature of reality. Ooh, say that N-word again. The nature of the soul. Ooh, say that S-word again. The relationship, ooh, of the soul, uh-huh, to the world. <gasps> Give me the titles. All right. One, two, three, four. A lot. One, the gospel of truth. Oh my goodness. How long is it going to take us to read all this? A long time. <laughs> Maybe you still like it. Number two, the treaties on the resurrection. There's a treaties. Yeah, you got to just get breaks sometimes. DR, no worries. Number three, the tripartite. Tractate. Mm-mm. Interesting. But yeah, okay. That's capital T, capital T, capital T. Capital E, Eunostis. You, like Eugenius, like E-U-G-N-O-S-T-O-S. Eugenostos, the blessed. <gasps> Eugene! Eugenius! He was. Adventures and Odyssey! You ought to see. Thus, or you ought to hear. The second treatise of the great Seth. Oh, the other S word. Dun, dun, dun. Who came first? Adam. Cain. Abel. Seth. Shem was way later, right? Yes. Shem is with Noah. Japheth. Ham. Yes, okay. The teachings of Silvanus. Ooh. The testimony of truth. Uh, all right, one, two, three. Third one is liturgical and initiatory text. You want to be haze? Come here. Number one, the discourse on the eighth and ninth. Two, the prayer of Thanksgiving. Do you know how to? Number three, a Valentinian exposition. Number four, the three steles of Seth. Ah, everybody's gonna be at the party we don't have to cry crying joy tears of joy we'll never run out of things to learn about the prayer of the apostle paul the gospel of philip listed under the sixth category below has great relevance here also for it is in effect a treatise on gnostic sacramental theology number four Wait, kind of like a couch, armchair, carefully, aka couch potato. Hmm. Writing, writings dealing primarily with the feminine deific and spiritual principle, particularly with the divine Sophia, the thunder. Ooh. Perfect mind. The thought of Noria. What's that? The Sophia of Jesus Christ. Ah. 
the exegesis on the soul. Hmm. Fifth topic, writings pertaining to the lives and experiences of some of the apostles. Here's the good ones. The apocalypse. Really? Yes. The apocalypse of Peter. That's not the only one. What? The letter of Peter to Philip. Be like, hey, Philip, come here. What up, Peter? The acts of Peter and the 12 apostles. The first apostle. uh, Sorry. The first apocalypse of James. And the second apocalypse of James. Get it. Then the apocalypse of Paul. That's a lot of apocalypses. It's not including the apocryphal yet. Oh boy. Number six category scriptures that contain sayings of Jesus as well as the descriptions of incidents in his life. The dialogue of the Savior. Wow. The book, but I think that's missing. The dialogue of the Savior. It's not, there's no link to it. The book of Thomas the Contender. Ooh, didn't we just hear about that at Mass the other day? The Apocryphon of James. The Gospel of Philip. The Gospel of Thomas. Wow. Did we find the original library for all this stuff? These this leaves a small number of scriptures of the Nag Hammadi library, which may be called, uh, quote, unclassifiable, unquote. It also must be kept in mind that the passage of time and translation into languages very different from the original have rendered many of these scriptures obtruse in style. Some of them are difficult reading, especially for those readers not familiar with the Gnostic imagery, nomenclature and the like. Lacunae are also present in most of the scriptures. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. And a few of the text's extensive sections have been lost due to age and deterioration of the manuscripts. Oh. The most readily comprehensible of the Nag, uh, Nag Hammadi scriptures is, the, is undoubtedly the Gospel of Thomas. I think I read that last year already on this podcast. You guys have to scroll. The Gospel of Philip and the Gospel of Truth. I guess we should start there first. As close seconds in order to easily comprehension. On, on, in order of, com- of comprehension. So the most comprehensive that easily understand is the Gospel of Thomas, then Philip, then Truth. TPT. Okay. Thankfully, these texts are all very well preserved and have few lacunae. There are no several, or there are now several published editions and translations of most of these scriptures available. The standard complete edition is the The Nag Hammadi Scriptures, edited by Marvin Meyer, published 2007. Okay, that's the one we're going to read from. Audio lectures by, no, uh, audio lectures about the Nag Hammadi scriptures. To help place the Nag Hammadi materials into a better focus, the library has collected a series of introductory lectures and commentaries by Stephen Howler on Nag Hammadi texts. These are all in MP3 format. 
you will find a much more extensive catalog of lectures by Dr. Stephen Holder introducing Gnosticism and the Nag Hammadi Library available at BC Recordings. So they're going to, uh, one more thing before we go. One, two, three, four, five. They're going to give you a nice snippet of each. Uh, Christ, the misunderstood Redeemer, is an understanding of the Gnostic perception of Christ is crucial to a meaning, no, an understanding of the Gnostic perception of Christ is crucial to any meaningful reading of texts at the Nag Hammadi collection. You can't just go haphazardly. You got to know their perspective. In this lecture, Dr. Stephen Holler uses several of the works in the Nag Hammadi library to introduce the Gnostic Christ. Very good. You can click here. Next video, Gnosticism, new light in the ancient tradition of inner knowing. A brief introductory lecture on the sources of Gnostic tradition, hosted by BC Recordings. Third video, Thomas and Philip, Gospels of the Gnostic Christ, discussing, I'm sorry, discussing Gnostic, discussing Gnostic soteriology as revealed in these principal Nag Hammadi texts, a presentation including the 10-part set of lectures on the most popular and valued writings from the Nag Hammadi Library. And then one, two, three, four. Fourth video, Redemption and Redeemer in the Gospel of Thomas. Gospel of Thomas is one of the most important Gnostic texts discovered by the Nag Hammadi. In this lecture, Dr. Holler explores the, quote, soteriology, unquote, the concept of a redeemer and the process of redemption as developed in the texts of the Thomas Gospel. Finally, the sorrow of Sophia, feminine divine image of suffering. Gnosticism developed a unique understanding of the feminine aspects within divinity. In this lecture, Dr. Haller explores the Gnostic image of the suffering and the alienation of the divine feminine. Using as his text a reading from the exegesis on the soul. Ooh, so many good stuff. I don't know where to start. All right. In memoriam, Marvin W. Meyer. May the souls of the faithful parted for the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. 1948 to 2012. Through the mercy of God rest in peace. We'll be right back. Ooh, I have a good LinkedIn article for you. Fresh off the presses let's see is it june 29 2023 anybody interested in a spaceport you want to get transported anywhere no seriously seriously the journal 
of Space Commerce, Extera Media, comma, LLC, Spaceport Act introduced in the U.S. Senate. Leave a comment. Legislation, policy, and law. Spaceports by. It's on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, people. A bipartisan group of U.S. senators has introduced a Spaceport Act to encourage the development of commercial spaceports through the modernization of the FAA's Space Transportation Infrastructure Matching Acronym it, STIM, S-T-I-M, Grant Program. <gasps> what does Senator John Corney have to say? C-O-R-N-Y-N. Well, by investing in our spaceport infrastructure, this legislation helps ensure the U.S. space industry remains competitive and is prepared to handle future national security threats. Eh. All right, great. The legislation is introduced by Senators John Hinkenlooper from Colorado, John Cornyn from Texas, Ben Ray Lugan from what's NM? New Mexico, and Roger Wicker from Minneapolis? State of Minnesota. Okay. Picture left to the right. I don't have a picture. No worries. Spaceports are ground-based launch and re-entry sites Ooh. that can be used to support public and private ventures into space. <gasps> the Spaceport Project Opportunities for Resilient Transportation. That's the long form. Short form, Spaceport. Space. P-O-R-T, Space Project Opportunities for Resilient Transportation. I like that. Act would reauthorize and update the STIM STEM program to reflect the growing demand for civil, commercial, and national security launches. Launches! The legislation would also refine the funding mechanisms to support new spaceport construction projects, and infrastructure updates to operational spaceports across the country. <gasps> Bullet train that. Spaceport Act reflects growing space industry. With more commercial spaceports emerging across the U.S., there is a growing need to establish a dedicated fund sourcing, funding source, oh boy, from the DOT, Department of Transportation, to support the unique infrastructure needs of the space transportation industry. Well, I might agree with it, but I need to know, you know, more detail about it. Just to say, just saying. Okay? All right, great. What does Mr. Hinkelooper have to say about it? Spaceports are Colorado's gateway to the commercial space boom, and we need to prioritize that infrastructure if we want to stay on top of the space industry. Thank you. What does Mr. Cornyn have to say about space? American space exploration has come a long way, but we can and should go even further by investing in our spaceport infrastructure. This legislation helps ensure the U.S. space industry remains competitive and is prepared to handle future national security threats. Thank you very much. And from New Mexico, Senator Lujan, as New Mexico's space industry continues to rapidly grow, we need investments in our space infrastructure to propel us 
into a new era of space exploration and technological advancement. I'm proud to join my colleagues to introduce legislation that will reinsure a critical grant program that supports inf- investments in our country's space launch infrastructure, including our very own spaceport, America. Ooh. These investments will not only drive economic growth, but also continue New Mexico's position as the leader in science, technology, and other emerging markets. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Senator Wicker, with the demand of space launches growing, ensuring that the U.S. has the right infrastructure in place is critical. Creating and expanding spaceports nationwide will help the military, communications, navigation, weather forecasting, agriculture, and disaster response. Thank you, gentlemen. Next topic, CSF praises introduction of the Spaceport Act. Commercial. Commercial Spaceflight Federation. <gasps> CSF strongly endorses the Spaceport Act. Space launch infrastructure is critical to the success of the commercial space industry. Spaceport, space Force officials have made public comments regarding the fact that space launch infrastructure demand is starting to outpace supply. Space launch infrastructure challenges could constrain the growth of the commercial space industry. The United States is wisely increasing its utilization of commercial space capabilities to protect national security and carry out civil missions. Mm -hmm. This legislation will help the commercial space sector remain competitive as nations like China seek to rapidly mature their capabilities. Mm -hmm. CSF thanks Senator Hinkelooper, Cornyn, Lujan, and Wicker for their action on this key issue. Uh I applaud Senators which will help our nation remain competitive internationally as China rapidly matures its space capabilities, says Karina Dries, CSF president. This legislation will facilitate continued growth of the commercial space industry, which has economic benefits as well as the benefits to the United States government, which relies on commercial space products and services to enhance our national security and carry out civil missions more effectively. Well, that was short and sweet. Not too bad, right? Okay. They have a podcast attracting new business for Spaceport. The X Data Podcast. That's the E-X-T-E-R-R-A Podcast. In media, May 25th, 2023. Nice. We should click on that later. All right. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Is it Valentine's Day yet? Probably not. But let's read about a brief summary of Valentinian theology. The secret tradition According to the Valentius, there is an esoteric teachings 
that originate from Jesus that were passed down, passed on in secret. When Jesus spoke in public, he used metaphors that did not enclose his complete teachings. He only passed them on to his disciples in private. Okay, he referred to this when he said, quote, in Luke, the knowledge about the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but to the rest it comes by means of parables so that they may look but not see and listen but not understand. Referencing Luke chapter 8, 9 through 10, and Irenaeus against heresies, 1, 3, 1. 1, colon, 3, colon, 1. Mm-hmm. I was right. Okay, you consider that. That's good. Similarly, when St. Paul encountered the risen Lord in a vision, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2-4, Acts 9, chapter 9 through chapter 9, verse 9 through 10. He received the secret teaching from him. Mm-hmm. Valentius, Valentinus, excuse me, Valentinus, Valentinus, Valentinus claimed that he learned the secret teaching from. Theudas, T-H-E-U-D-A-S, Theudas, okay. According to Valentinus, this secret tradition provides the key that is essential for a complete understanding of Jesus' message. One of his followers put this to the following words. In the following words, quote, The scriptures are ambiguous and the truth cannot be extracted from them by those who are ignorant of tradition. Reference Irenaeus against heresies 3 colon 2 colon 1. The Valentinians, Valentinians claimed that the secret teachings are meaningful only to those who are spiritually mature. If a person is not ready to receive them, they seem like nonsense. Like in 1 Corinthians 2.14, because their value can be judged only on a spiritual basis. According to the Valentinian tradition, Paul and other apostles revealed these teachings only to those who were spiritually mature. 1 Corinthians 2.6 God Valentinians believe that God is incomprehensible and cannot be known directly. Mm Mm-hmm. Therefore, he defies accurate description. He is infinite 
without beginning or end and is the ultimate origin of all things. He encompasses all things without being encompassed. Everything, including the world, lies within the deity and continues to be part of it. The Godhead manifests itself through a process of self-unfolding in the subsequent multiplicity of being while maintaining its unity. Valentinians believed that God is androgynous and frequently depicted him as a male female dyad dyad this is related to the notion that god provides the universe with both form and substance the feminine aspect of the deity is called silence grace and thought silent graceful and thoughtful silence is god's primordial state of tranquility and self-awareness she is also the active creative thought that makes all subsequent states of being or aeons capital a little e o n s thought that makes all subsequent states of being substantial these states of beings are called aeons the masculine aspect of god is depth also called ineffable and first father depth is the profoundly incomprehensible all encompassing aspect of the deity he is essentially passive yet when moved to action by his feminine thought he gives the universe form when talking about the sun son the origin of the universe is described as a process of emanation e m a n ema nation from the godhead emanation the male and female aspects of the father acting in conjunction manifested themselves in the sun the sun is also also often depicted by the valentinians as a male female dyad 
the sun manifests itself in 26 spiritual entities or aeons arranged into male-female pairs. Say that again. The sun manifests himself in 26 chromosomes. Spiritual entities or aeons arranged into male-female pairs. Chromosomes, genetics, the arrangement and names of the aeons will not be discussed here. Oh. They represent the energies. Imminent, 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 imminent within sun and S-O-N and were seen as part of his personality. Uh-huh. Say that again. The 26 spiritual entities of aeons arranged into male-female pairs. Okay. The arrangement of the names will not be discussed here. They represent the energies imminent within sun and were seen as part of his personality. All you gotta know right now is it's represent his personalities. Okay. Like our own? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. I get it from my dad. You get that from your mom kind of thing. Together, they constitute the fullness, pleroma, pleroma of the Godhead. Together, they constitute the fullness, P-L-E-R-O-M-A, pleroma of the Godhead. Next, the fall. The aeons are manifested by the sun are conceived as having some degree of psychological independence. They lie within God, but are separated from him by a limit or boundary. As a result, they do not know. They do not know the one who brought them into being. The aeons sensed that they were incomplete and longed to know their origin. This longing passed to Sophia, wisdom, the youngest of the aeons. On behalf of the whole fullness, she took up the quest to know the supreme parent. She attempted to know him by thinking alone something that is impossible. As a result, she became separated from her consort and fell into a state of deficiency and suffering. Through the power of LIMIT, with a capital L, Sophia was divided in two. Her higher part was returned to her consort but her lower part was separated from the fullness into a lower realm along with the deficiency and suffering. This lower realm is identical with the physical world. Valentinians envision the universe as a series of concentric spheres 
The innermost sphere is the world, or deficiency, where the lower Sophia was exiled. Enclosing this is the fullness, or pleroma, where the aeons are. The aeons are enclosed within the sun. The outermost sphere, which encompasses the sun, the outermost sphere, which encompasses the sun, is where the father is. Is where the father, represented by depth and silence, is. The outermost sphere, which encompasses the sun, is where the father, parentheses depth. And silence, and parentheses, is. There is a boundary or limit between God and the fullness. There is a second boundary or limit between the fullness and the deficiency. So there's one limit between God and the fullness. And a second limit between the fullness and the deficiency. So, okay, God. Then there's a limit. Fullness. Then there's a limit. Deficiency. Got it. So you're completely deficient, or you moved, or you're in fullness, or you're in God mode. I think there is a second. Okay, no, there. Just as the fullness. Is a product of the Godhead and lies within it. So also, the realm of deficiency is a product of fullness and lies within it. I think I'm getting it. The deficiency arose as a result of ignorance. And it will be dissolved through knowledge. Parentheses, gnosis, G N O S I S, the knowledge from God. Gnosis. Through the mediation of the sun, the aeons within the fullness were given knowledge. Gnosis. Of God, and received rest. All of the aeons then joined together in celebration, and became completely integrated into the personality of the Sun. The reintegrated Sun is also called the Savior. He is destined to be the male partner or bridegroom. Of the fallen Sophia, he is surrounded by a retinue of angels, who were brought forth in honor of the aeons. Okay. The lower Sophia, trapped in the realm of deficiency.
continue to suffer an emotional, the emotional torments of grief, fear, and confusion. As a result of her ignorance, she was trapped in a state of delusion and was unable to distinguish what was real and what unreal. This makes a lot of sense. She underwent a conversion when she thought of the light, the light, and she began to plead for assistance. In response, her bridegroom, the savior, and his retinue of angels descended through the limit to her. Through knowledge, parentheses, gnosis, and parentheses, through the gnosis or knowledge of the eternal realm, she was freed of illusion and suffering. The lower Sophia rejoiced at the sight of the Savior and his retinue of angels and brought forth spiritual seeds in their image. These seeds are the spiritual element present in every Christian. For this reason, the seeds are referred to as the spiritual church. Just as the Savior is the bridegroom of the lower Sophia, so also the angels will be the bridegrooms of the spiritual seeds at the end of time. Hmm. Three states of being or, quote, substances, unquote, came into being from Sophia as a result of her quest to know God. Three states of being or substances came into being from Sophia. Or substances, okay. From Sophia came into being three states of being or substances as a result of her quest to know God. First, the illusion which characterizes material existence came from ignorance and suffering. Mm -hmm. It is personalized, personified as the devil. Uh -huh. Second, came soul, which comes from conversion as an intermediate stage between ignorance and knowledge. Got it. It's a process. It is personified as the craftsman Demiurge, who forms the material world. Demiurge. Last, the spiritual seed came from her knowledge, Gnosis, and is personified in the lower Sophia herself. Okay. 
keep reading. Despite the fact that the lower Sophia was no longer ignorant, the ignorance was not fully dissipated. The spiritual seeds were immature and needed training. For this purpose, the creation of the material world was necessary. The lower Sophia and the Savior secretly influenced the craftsmen to create the material world in the image of it of in the image of the fullness. The craftsman is ignorant of his mother and thinks that he acts alone, but he unconsciously acts as her agent. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll pick up with human beings. You know, he said not not one of my wood will fall to the ground, right? He said not one of my wood will fall to the ground, correct? Didn't 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 God say that? Okay, so if not one wood fall to the ground, it, 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 in in a way, isn't it kind of like a decree? Which means you have to obey every single word and follow the tradition of the church. It's kind of like this, right? You ever watch a cooking show? You ever watch a cooking show? You ever watch and you get motivated? And after you watch it, you're like, man, man, I could do it. Okay, so, so, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are, are you gonna be as good as the guy on 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 the show? 
Does that mean you? Uh, does that mean that you're gonna be as good as the guy on the show? No, no, no. What I'm saying, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be as good as the guy just because you motivated and and you think you could? Right, right. So, 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 but it gave you a start, right? And then, and then, and then, doing that passion, something manifests, correct? Either you have passion on it. If you don't have passion on it, who cares? Just go one one eye to the other eyes is finished, right? But if it does mean something and it does trigger something, it becomes a passion, correct? Okay, so just because you have the passion, does that mean that that you could be professional overnight? So, so which means that passion has to keep last, lasting until the mastery comes in, correct? Mm-hmm. Which, which then now you become a skill, and then you become an expert. Now you become mastery, right? And that, and now you can say, yeah, I did it, right? Okay, so so it's not. Yeah, I can say all those things. I can, I can, I can read. I can, I, I can say. I can profess. I can, I can talk. But where's the fruit? That's what he said. That's why he said, "Look, man, you you know who 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 are you to forgive sin? Only God can forgive sin." Jesus said, "You know, I can assure you that the sons of man have the power to forgive sins. Which is easier for me to say your sin is forgiven, or rise up and walk." So he, then he said, "Isn't it easy to say than done?" Okay, so what does that mean? It mean it means show it, live it, show it. It's not easy, my friend. You see, it's easy if you let it be easy. It's hard. It's because that's not what you want. So the world is beautiful if you if you let him show you how beautiful this world is. But if you want it your way, your way is beautiful too. It's just not his way. So then if his way is beautiful and perfect and your way is also beautiful, but there's matrosity, you know, consequences along the way with it. So then it was beautiful, but then now it's a disaster. You see, we have a will, all right. A will without God is atrocity, disaster, consequences, right? So, so, so our will, if see, the more we align, we align ourselves with God, which is like the opposite of the world. You know what? What the world, not the world He created, but the world that we want it to be like the way we want it right so that's why that's why this thing is whack man you know i've been thinking about the thing that you say i'm like man i was protected at least from that but i wasn't protected from uh you know uh uh, teaching sex education and it, it, it messed up my head man and the church didn't didn't i mean the doctrine didn't really help it didn't really help at all you know, with the whole Adam and Eve, and you know, I mean, now I I leave it open. 
I'm, I just want to know the truth. And whatever the truth is, I accept. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm at that point where I'm interested in the truth. I don't care what lead me, but at least now I have I I know that the, the Catholic Church is the it doesn't make any sense for fourteen hundred years, that the Blessed Mother never wouldn't they never had a problem, and then now they have a problem with the Blessed Mother. Get out of here, man! It's just crazy, you know what I mean? And then it started when Luther came around. Now we have like what forty thousand different denominations. That's crazy. You know what happened? You know? So 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 I understand, man. As a Catholic, you, you live it. And then you you see you see there's two conversion forces. There's 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 the way of the world. And then there's the way of God, you know? And and the two conversion forces would would dictate what you do. You know? So yeah. When you say Catholic, the the that that question is already an answer in it because if you say Catholic then we gotta do what Catholic do what he said what they say so if we don't do it you know that's not obedience right but then some people look at obedience as just zombie no we're not zombie you know who who are we see the 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 the, the, the people the people who are poisoned and they they dying they know they dying. They're not going to ask any question. When it comes to somebody give them an antidote, you're going to question the person who gave you antidote? No way. You're on your dying breath. You're about to die off. Look, the only thing you're going to say is this antidote. What are you going to do? What is this antidote made of? How is it made of? How can it be trust? No, man. You just take it. Interesting, right? Yeah, so yeah, so so to be Catholic is is the 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 that's how Jesus set it up. Now who who are we to question that? But we we can learn. We can learn about uh instead of uh, uh writing anybody off, we can just learn about the the, uh, the you know, we 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 ought to learn about our faith. And then we get we ought to learn about other people's faith, you know, just to see what is, you know, once once you have the truth, you can just you know, you're good to go. It's not nothing to you go. You know, once you have the truth, you just go forward. You live, and then when you see your neighbor do that, then you try to influence your neighbor and you know live so that they can see. And they come to you because they want to come, not because you're forcing them. <coughs> you know, whatever you go, you, you bring your kingdom with you because you are the representative of your kingdom. So if you lie or, 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 or you, you, you act, uh, you know, in a certain way, then the, then the people is looking at you as that's their kingdom, that's their faith, that's their religion. So, talking is easy. Anybody can talk, you know? But, man, to do it, it's so hard. It's so hard. And, but it's hard, but it's not hard, right? Remember what I say? Hard is because that, you know, there's things of always, and we don't want to let it go. We, we want it always. 
and things of God, we see that's not appealing. It is because they they are living in not God's world, right? If they were to live in God's world, they know they're dying. They know that their soul is dying, or their soul is empty, or or or, or like it it it, it become mundane, or what you call uh uh. You know, when when a, when an old man in his forty, he 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 start going buck wild and like buy buy expensive cars and you know what do you call a oh, midlife midlife crisis. It's all it's all it's all uh, indoctrinated. Man, without God, there's no way of knowing the truth, and so then we just chase, you know, just another exciting thing just to feel alive. But yeah, to be a Catholic is that way. So if 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 they uh don't want it to do that way and they think their own way, then we, we one have to ask. Well, who invented it? Where's where's the where's the uh, the transitory of the seal? Yeah, like what's the transitory of the seal, right? What's the transitory? Like something something transfer from one person to another, right? Where's the seal? The seal of God. That's authority that's transferred from one one uh, the left hand. What's the authority? Authority is the Bible. The authority is the book. <laughs> book is what man wrote it on. So if man wrote it on, then that means man is higher than the book, right? If man is higher than the book, and before, as far as tradition, nobody uh, was illiterate. So what did they do? They had to use art to uh, the picture. It's a thousand words, they said. So from a picture, it's easier to preach uh, or easy to teach. And that's how it was in the tradition. And so oh, you can't use any idolatry in this and stuff. Well, you know, then God is wrong too. When he tells Moses to uh, uh, forge a bronze snake made out of bronze and make people look at it, whoever look up on it shall be healed. So then, did God contradict Himself, or 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 does it mean, a uh, uh, a certain image, or allow and certain image or not? <laughs> yeah, ay ay ay, right? You know what I mean? So how was how was uh, Abraham saved? How is Abraham saved? Say from what? How was he saved? Like, I'm talking about death. How, did, how, does, how does any, beside Adam, what about, what about Abraham? What about Adam? What about Noah? What about the rest before Abraham? Uh, there was no Catholic back then. So how, how were they saved? I mean, when you say Catholic, what do you mean by Catholic? Let me ask you this. Before I answer that question, before I answer that question, where were they? Before I answer your question, where were they, and why would they need saved? You asked me how how did Abraham get saved, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna ask you more specifically. What do you mean by saved? Saved from death. Saved from death. I mean, we still die today. So you what you talking about was the soul? 
Okay, specifically the soul. Okay, wh- 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 where's Adam's soul? Where's Moses' soul? I mean, where uh, before Mo? Uh, let's see, everybody before Abraham, Noah. Where where's and Noah and uh, all those people? So. Yeah. Yeah. Where were they? I'm just saying. I mean, to, in, 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 they said death of a soul. Like mean, the, the, mean the soul die, like this, like they sleeping or there's no existence or or like. So, so, uh, death, death right. I mean, everybody die. We still die today. What? Right. So we're talking about the soul, right? So when you said the, the, the death of a soul, I mean, is that yeah. I, I'm trying to understand save save them from death of like death how death. I mean the soul don't die so I don't know what they mean by his death because you know I'm forcing you I'm forcing you to say hell where is that what is that yeah where 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 is that so death is a state so the when the body dies that's a state so the 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 body is like rot and it goes into the ground. So, so so state is like a state. Can you explain state like a pro? Is it a process? What do you mean state? Okay, but they but 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 is the 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 soul go through the same process as the body? The soul separate from the body. Is that what's wrong with the soul separate from the body? So what? Okay, so where were they? What? I'm trying to understand. So, so what? If the so what? They they exist. They they die. Okay, so now the soul separate from their body. So now let's talk about the soul. Is the soul alive? Does it move? Does it still have? So so then when you said the death of the soul, what do you mean? Separation from God. So what's what's the what's what's the what's the what's the, I mean like is it bad to be separated from God? Like I'm trying to understand like you know I I I'm you, you know I'm trying to I'm trying to act really stupid to to like find find the right word to ask you like a child, you know what I mean? Like like Yeah, but because because I don't understand it. Like, for, for really, from the standpoint of person who 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 actually died, I mean, I experienced it. So now, the question that you're asking me, it don't even make any sense, right? No, no, we're clear. We're clear. We 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 we're clear on the first death. You said like so, like the, you know, when the body died, right? So so when it died, that is that death to you in the physical? Right. So we're talking about the soul, right? So we define the body already. I mean, you you define as when the body die and it rot and it, it it go back to dirt, right? That that's to you is death in the physical. Okay. Okay. So then, so now, what are we talking about now? Say from what? Death in the spiritual. Okay, explain to me what is death in the spiritual. That's separation from God. 
Okay, now explain to me what's, what is the separation of God? What, what is that? Right, right. What's what's what what's what's the deal? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the deal with that? Right. What's what what what's the deal with separation of God? It's like you saying, it's like you saying, okay, well, me and my friend, we just we just got separated. Well, let's say for example. What? That's know, what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to establish. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, God is eternal life. I explain. Okay, do Do you want me to say yes to just? Okay, yes. I mean, but no. Okay, so what do you mean by God is eternal life? Explain that so that way we clear. So yeah, explain to me what is uh, mean by uh, you know God is eternal life. Eternal life is He always existed, right? Okay. Right. He, he always. Are you asking me? Or are you are you asking me? Or are you telling me? You, that that's what you're defining. I'm, I'm, I'm defining eternal life as he he is eternal. He is life. He, he always existed. Okay. Right? Yes. Eternal. Okay. Okay. So 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 yes. Yeah. So separation from God is is, is he. Is, but the thing is, we exist. So I'm trying to understand separation from God. I mean, what's the deal with that? I mean, what's what's. What do you mean? What's the deal with that? Like, what's what's the question? Right, that's what I mean. Like, what? Well, so what? Like, it's 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 neutral to me. Like, okay, I, I like okay. What I'm, trying, what I'm trying to say is that how, how was Abraham saved? And I'm talking about the spiritual saved. We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. But we gotta understand. Why, 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 why we get that, that's that's exactly the my, my question. You asked me why, what's the deal with that? I'm, I'm I'm telling you that's the deal. The deal is how how, did, how was he saved? How was how was he united with God? After he died, that's I'm talking about that. I mean, it starts it starts with that, right? Well, so yeah, well, we'll get to that. What what everything that I'm asking you is answering that question. Okay, go ahead. Yep. So so that's what I'm saying. Like like so what if it's separation from God? I mean, what's the deal? I mean, you separate from your body. What's the big deal? You see what I mean? Like the way I the way I look at it. Okay, you say death. Your 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 soul is separate from your body. You so to, hold on hold up. So so then now you say so now. No, no. What I'm saying, meaning, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm trying to understand your definition first to understand what you're talking about, right? right. Okay. So when you, when, when your body died, and your soul separate from your body, correct? Yeah, yeah. You said, what's the big deal, right? Right. To me, yeah. You told me the process, and I, I'm like, okay, that's the process. Okay. So then. You asked me what's the big deal. Meaning, meaning, your. Your definition of death, the body rot, and your soul separate from your body, right? That's correct. Right. So 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 so. Right, 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 right. So 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 to me, sounds like what you're telling me, death in the physical is different than. Uh, I don't know what you mean by death in the soul, or 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 is that the same word to you for the soul? Because then it's conflicting because the soul is alive, yet you say death. So then, when you say so, so when you say when you say uh, death, when when you say death, you say it's a state. Hold on, let me. No, no, it's not conflicting. What I mean, like this, I'm I'm saying obviously the death in the physical is not not meaning the same thing as death in in the soul. Right, 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 right. I'm I'm going with you. I'm go, I'm going with you. Right. So 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 for me, it's kind of conflicting because. 
you know, death in the physical, mm-hmm. you see the process and it becomes like dirt again. Like, you know what I mean? But, but in the, right, right. So, so then, so then, so then death separate your body and your soul. Okay. So now, now your soul is separate from your body. Okay. Now what? Separate from God. Right, because you're in the spiritual realm now, right? No, okay, so, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, separation from God, uh, I, I'm kind of like neutral there. So, and, and then, when, then what do you mean, what's, what's happening? Separation, so that's, that's what I mean, well, what's the deal? Like, separation from God is what? That's called death. Right, I mean, like, like what's the, what, uh, go on, is that, is that, is that something bad or something good? Or, or is that something wonderful? Is it something wonderful? I will get to that. I'm not going because, it, and, and that's why I asked you, you how, how is Abraham saved, right? So I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, meaning like this. Okay, where are they? Where were they so? Abraham did die at some point, right? Noah did die at some point. Okay, so Adam did die at some point. Where, where, where are they? Where did they so? Where did they so? No, where did they so go? We're talking about Genesis time, right? We're not talking about yeah. we're talk, We're not talking about New Testament here. We're talking about you asked me the question, right? And so now I'm trying to understand you. And before I can answer that, where are they? Because where are they? Right, right. Okay, sure. I mean, I just need you uh, understand your understanding. Okay, so you, so they were in purgatory. Okay, go on. Yeah, they were in purgatory. Right. So then now, now, now. So so here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. Let me ask you this: Does purgatory have time? Meaning like here, is it like here? Because obviously it's not like here. I mean, death, I mean, we saw the physical, it's different, but now we're talking about spirit. So why I'm asking you, the place you call purgatory, does it have a town? I don't know where that, I've never been there. I don't know what it is, but I, I don't think they have time because time is only related to physical stuff. Exactly. So when you when they dare, they don't know when. Do you understand? Like it's 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 like mm-hmm. to, it, 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 for them, it's a blink of an eye. Meaning, uh, when they there and Jesus come, it's like a second to them. I, I don't know that. I, I, I can't. I, you could be right. I, I no, no, no. You asked me to explain. Look, okay. So I'm asking you, purgatory. Look, look. What 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 I'm saying to you is obviously you say spiritual you say spirit so that mean which mean that you 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 already assume that I believe in your doctrine you assume that I believe in this spiritual world you're not talking to an atheist you're talking to a a fellow Christian man right okay so I'm a Catholic right right so so you're talking to another Catholic correct. Right. So what I'm saying to you is in, 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 in purgatory, there is no time. So you cannot, we cannot use the language here. Like, well, how did they say? Well, I can, I can easily say, hey, they wait till the Messiah come. He came. He, he died. He went down there. Whatever that place is, uh, purgatory, he, he took him out. What? What, 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 what
What you asked me what I think as a Catholic, that's what he did. After those three days, he went down there and preached you all to let everyone know who he is, what he did, uh, everything basically a Catholics do. You just answered my question. Okay. Now I want to ask you this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. For the people who are not Catholic right now, would that work the same way? Same question. There's not nothing. There's nothing questioned. I, again, I'm not. I'm not not a Catholic. Brother, brother, this this is the question of a judge. Again, like okay. So anybody who is not a Catholic, okay, that that is up to Jesus. That's not. I I don't know. I didn't say purgatory. You did. Okay, you just said he went down there and explained to them. Right. So I go with whatever your definition is because uh, uh, you, you know. Okay, so you want to say purgatory? Then that's where they were. That's all they did. No. Listen, man, I don't know. Again, uh, I, I really cannot answer that question. Neither the Catholic can confirm that. Okay? It's not for us at all our place. All we can do is, is you know, to pray for them, help them. Uh, you know, uh, charity work. You know, show them love. Right? And all we can do, okay? And, 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 and Jesus will have a special place for them in the barn. Jesus will, as for, you say Catholic, right? Well, Jesus will come, okay, so well, here, here's what I'm going to tell you. Jesus will come to everybody three times. So there's nothing to, if they ask, if I'm, if I, if I, if I'm Buddha, I might say, what? No, 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 because it's like this. It's like this. Whether somebody mentioned to you once, and you Buddhist, you mentioned once, but you, you ignored it, that's fine. You know, it's, uh, or, or somebody come into your life and mentioned it, and then you die. But you're still Buddhist, you, you know, so to, 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 uh, uh, to uh, what we know to be safe, that we have, that's, uh, we cannot affirm that, hey, if somebody are not doing that, then, you know what I mean? I, I, we cannot affirm that. We cannot, we cannot affirm or to tell them that, hey, uh, be okay, and, uh, you know, you know? Know to, you can know Jesus and still go to hell. Doesn't matter. No, that's what I'm trying to say. So if I don't know, that's not God sent to that kind of thing. What looking about this? There's people that know Jesus still go to hell. What 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 is there about? So, so there's no hope for me if I if I'm a Buddhist but I don't know Jesus. There's no hope. No, I mean it's not. No, look, I'm not saying there's no hope. When you say hope, from what? I mean they don't even believe in what we believe. So what what do you mean? How can they be judged? How can they be judged if they don't even believe in, in, in the, in the uh, for us, it's heaven and hell? Do you understand? Uh-huh. Like for us, it's for heaven and hell, you know? And, and for them, they, they, they don't even have that. They don't... They... No, they do. No, no, no. For, for Buddhism, for Buddhism, they do. They said... No, 
not, they didn't, well, no, some do, some don't. They're different sectors. I told you, man. It's like different ra- ra- variety of rainbows. <laughs> No, they, 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 you have to really study, okay, it's like they believe in purgatory, but they don't have a word for it. It's crazy hell, man. They, they, they don't, they, 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 so that's the thing. and then when we hit them with the Trinity, when we hit them with the word Trinity, and they have a problem with us, but when we brought up purgatory, it's not even, it's not even in the Bible, and, 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 and but they're okay with Trinity. Okay, how, 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 how conflicting, man. Human beings, human beings were created by the craftsmen with a capital C. Mm-hmm. Break it down for me. Got it. Make it real easy for you. Three non-corporal elements. Non-corporal. There's corporal and non-corporal. When it comes to non-corporal, there's three. Got it. Okay. In addition to a physical body, Valentinians believed that people were composed of three non-corporal elements. Valentinians, got it. One, a demonic part, Chous, Chous, C-H-O-U-S, Chous, a rational soul, Psyche, P-S-Y, C-H-E, and a spiritual seed, Numa, P is silent, P-N-E-U-M-A. Got it. Chaos, psyche, or is it chaos? I don't know, whatever. Chaos, 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 psyche, and Numa. Okay. Chaos, like chorus? Ah, no, but that's the money part. They forgot the R. Uh-huh. It's C-O-R-U-S. They forgot the R. They're, they're not? <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Human beings were divided into three types. Really? Depending on which of the three natures is dominant within them. Interesting. That is why Adam and Eve are described as having had three children, who they named Cain, Abel, and Seth. Interesting. They are the prototypes of carnal, or choic, C-H-O-I-C. Second, animate, the psychic, psyche, psychic, C-H, no, P-S-Y-C-H, psychic. And third, spiritual, pneumatic, Interesting. P-N-E-U-M-A-T-I-C. Human beings. These are the three prototypes of human beings, respectively. Got it. Carnal. Animate. Spiritual. Carnal is choic. Animate is psychic. And spiritual is pneumatic. All right. I'm sure we'll go over it again. Don't need to memorize for now. 
Jesus. Uh-huh. Next topic. The decisive event in the history of the world was the ministry of Jesus. How do we know that? Because it's year zero. He is the physical manifestation of the Son, S-O-N, or Savior, S-A-V-I-O-R, prior to his coming. The true God was unknown. Jesus came to bring knowledge, or gnosis, to a suffering humanity that was desperately seeking God by, the, by knowledge. The two elements which had been separated, meaning the seeds and the angels, are joined. The Valentinian tradition draws a sharp distinction between the human Jesus and the divine Jesus. Uh The human Jesus was born the true son of Mary and Joseph by a special dispensation. His body is consubstantial, that sounds familiar, that word, with Sophia. Her spiritual seed. Uh-huh. When she was 30 years old, when he was 30 years old, uh-huh, he went to John the Baptist be baptized. Right. As soon as he went down into the water, the divine Savior, referred to as the, quote, spirit of the thought of the Father, mm-hmm, descended on him on the, in the form of a dove. The dove is spirit of the thought of the Father. Like I thought something and then I spoke it out and you heard my breath. Eh, maybe, okay. This is the true, quote, virginal birth and resurrection from the dead. For he was reborn of the virgin spirit with a capital S. Okay. Back it up one more time. As soon as he went down into the water, the divine savior referred to, so he wasn't born with it. So the spirit, the dove came, the the spirit of the thought of God came down onto the divine savior and descended on him like a form of a dove. This is the true virginal birth and resurrection. So you're saying the birth of, he. so you cut Mary out? Is that what happened? I don't know. Jesus taught publicly in parables and riddles, but to his closest disciples, he revealed the whole truth about the fall of Sophia and the coming resurrection of the fullness. According to Valentinian tradition, Mary Magdalene was an important member of this inner circle. She is seen as an image of the lower Sophia and is described as Jesus's consort in the Gospel of Philip. Uh Uh-huh. The divine Jesus experienced all of the emotions of human beings. You know what? This reminds me of the last Temptation movie. Just saying. The divine Jesus experienced all of the emotions of human being, including grief, fear, and confusion in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh-huh. However, only the human Jesus suffered pain and died on the cross. Uh, okay. His divine aspect, his divine aspect transcends physical suffering and death. When his physical body died, his non-corporal spiritual body rose up from it. So you're not saying that 
you don't what happened to the glorified body following the crucifixion valentinians believed that jesus continued to appear to his disciples for 18 months not four months not 40 months not the 40 day of 40 days reported in the acts of the apostles uh-huh 18 months from 40 days that's 12 months in a year a year and a half okay during this period he instructed the disciples quote plainly about the father unquote not at the last supper even after his ascension he continued to appear to people in visions most notably saint paul and valentinus uh-huh and okay two more topics last thing redemption according to the valentinians people manifest their true nature by their response to the message of jesus like a mirror maybe using the parable of the sower matthew 13 1 through 8 they explain that through jesus sophia sows the spiritual seed in all who hear the message. Mm -hmm. In some people, the seed, quote, falls on the path and they do not respond at all. Such people are carnal by nature. Mm -hmm. Falls on the path. Carnal by nature. In others, the seed is choked by the thorns, which are worldly concerns. Mm -hmm. They are hesitate, hesitant and are unable to go beyond the level of rational explanations. Mm -hmm. Hopeless. Huh? Such people are dominated by their rational element or soul. Mm -hmm. The seed in others the seed was planted in good earth and they bear spiritual fruit. Mm -hmm. Such people are Gnostic or spiritual Christians. Mm -hmm. People bear fruit spiritually by attaining a state of mystical knowledge, what we call gnosis. Uh-huh spiritual people bear fruit spiritually by attaining a state of mystical knowledge gnosis uh -huh. in which they are joined with their angel uh -huh. guardian angel maybe i'm just saying angel okay verbatim got it with their angel who accompanies the savior we need to mass maybe awakened from the drunken stupor of ignorance and freed of suffering uh -huh. they recognize their true spiritual nature uh -huh. this is the true this is the true resurrection from the dead oh, i don't like what i'm hearing that's it this is that okay i don't know that is from the death of ignorance. 
Okay. It's just the entry level, though, isn't it? This resurrection does not take place in the afterlife. Huh? It must be experienced in the here and now. Uh-huh. Valentinians describe the process of union with the divine in terms of a general eschatology. It sounds familiar. That can be realized in the individual here and now, but then nothing afterwards. What? First, the person spiritually ascends above the craftsman and the lower powers to join Sophia, uh-huh. the, Sof- the Savior, and their angel. Uh-huh. Okay, three things. The, the, the per- first, the person spiritually ascends. First, you ascend uh-huh. above the craftsman. Uh-huh. And the lower powers uh-huh. to join Sophia, the Savior, and their angel. Angel, singular, huh? Okay. Rejoicing with all of the saved, uh-huh. the person is joined with their angel and enters the fullness. Uh-huh. Such a person is, quote, in the world, but not of it. Okay. They have already attained a spiritual existence such that, for them, the world has become the fullness. Okay. Last subject. All right. Ethics. Uh-huh. Despite the untruths spread by their enemies, enemies spreading untruths, lies. Despite that, Valentinians insisted on the highest possible ethical standard from members of their school. They believed that it was possible to lead a sinless existence through perfect knowledge, gnosis of God's will. Mm -hmm. Just by doing God's will, I align my will with his. Not what I want, what he wants. If I want something different from his, I'm no good. That's what I hold by. But what do you say? I say sin has sin was seen as an expression of ignorance. Because it's not in the Bible. As it says in the Gospel of Philip, the one who has knowledge is a free person. But the free person does not sin. For the one who sins is a slave of sin. The Sermon on the Mount was seen as a guide to leading an ethical life. Uh-huh. According to the teacher, Ptolemy, the law of love taught by Jesus abolished unjust laws, uh-huh. transformed other laws 
to a spiritual sense,、uh -huh. and fulfilled the true divine law. In the letter to Flora,、uh -huh. while they did reject wealth and temporal authority. Went to Caesar. What is Caesar's? So you know, I don't know about time and rejecting temporal authority. Valentinians never rejected marriage and raising children. Oh boy, they rejected wealth and temporal authority. Okay, what? According to the Alexandrian teacher Theodotus, marriage was necessary so that those with the spiritual seed, spiritual seed, uh huh, spiritual seed. Might be born. Uh huh. How would you know that? Despite his advice, some members of the school practiced celibacy. Uh huh. Okay. Sounds good. I. Yep. All right. Just、uh, that's the、uh, a brief summary of Valentinian theology from the Gnostic Society Library. Thank you. All right. Let's read an article that seems to be speaking on the other side of the argument. This is from University of Oregon, Spring 2015. Early and medieval Christian heresy, namely Valentinus, spelled V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-U-S. All right. There's a. Icon of him standing there, with the white thing covering his head, and he's holding this big scroll-looking thing, big long scroll that has lots of words on it. Okay, wait.、Right. So he's known for his scroll, and a whole bunch of people behind him looking at him. He's wearing red cape, or whatever you call it. In the first two centuries, early Christianity become began to spread rapidly. In the first two hundred years, the the Christian religion took off throughout the area we know now as Middle East and Asia. Yeah, that's the area I'm focused on. Not learning more about. Along with this spread came alterations and variations of what Christianity was. Uh huh. Water down effect. These alterations were eventually dubbed "quote unquote" heresies. H e r e s i e s. H e r e s i e s. Heresies by the Orthodox Church and were considered false Christianity. Yeah, they considered it, and they're like, yeah, I don't know, that doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like it fits the rest of it, the whole story. You know, you gotta make sure that what they call that in filmmaking,、uh, continuity, right? We gotta have continuity. I love catching the non-continuities. I catch so much of them. Like when we used to wear, I, I just love like Friends had a lot. Like you would see, you you could see where the overlap was. Like they, this is what you have to do. You have to watch one person. You know, they say two. There are two people having a conversation. The camera goes on one person's face and then it flips onto the other person's face. So they have like two cameras and they take these on different times. So you'd see like 
she's her hair's like one side they flip the camera flip it back her hair's on the other side or like the purse will be like there and the next moment she's still just grabbing it <laughs> it's funny yeah we don't want that it doesn't look right you can immediately tell that they did it over and over you know what i'm saying like sherlock holmes come on easter vigil oh yeah the christian religion took off throughout the area we know now as the middle east and asia along with this spread came alterations and variations of what christianity was these alterations were eventually dubbed heresies by the orthodox church and were considered false christianity scholars have created three general categories for the types of christianity in the first few centuries these categories are jewish christianity okay jewish christianity uh uh-huh gnosticism is the second one got it and orthodox with a small o got it capital jc jewish christianity capital g gnosticism and little o orthodoxy according to kings chapter 7 the jewish christians have too much of the jewish religion woven into their christianity old wine bags and therefore were considered unorthodox new wine bags the gnostic christianities were on the opposite end of the spectrum and had little to no jewish ties and often took took more of a platonic stance on christianity too much greek one is too much jew one is too much greek christ came in the middle is that what you're saying i don't know Now, Gnosticism, by definition, came from the Greek word for knowledge, gnosis, N-G-O-S-I-S. G is silent. The texts on the opposite end of the Jewish Christians were given this name because of the importance of knowledge threading through almost all of them. They all denounced the material world, encouraging people to, what are we, minimalists now? Encouraging people to rid themselves of fleshly passions. No passion for you of the flesh at all. And desires. No fleshly desires for you. And rise above the worldly trap. This sounds like Buddhist. And worldly trap of this world. It's all a trap. Your desires and your passions of the flesh. You shouldn't be having. Then why was I created with them? Huh? 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 and rise above the worldly trap of this world by obtaining secret knowledge or gnosis, hence Gnosticism, according to Perkins 581 over there. Is that a ladybug? Might be a ladybug. Although the first reference to the Gnostics was in 1 Timothy 620. We should read that. In the New Testament, the term Gnosticism wasn't officially given until the 18th century. Look under Freedman. Freed, A-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N, comma, one, oh, three, three. 
1033. Uh huh. Should we go read it? Yeah, because this is pretty long. Yeah, why not? That will be our Bible reading for the day. Yay, see how everything's just stressing nicely. I don't have to do nothing. It's just like Hardy Boys. You just follow along. It's so relaxing. Aren't you relaxed? I'm relaxed. If you're not relaxed, text me something, however you can. Say my name, say my name. Uh, Timothy? Yes. What you want? First one. How many are there? What's the Christmas carol song? Hmm, I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't really watch Christmas carol. You should, maybe. Maybe. Timothy? No, this is... You're in the Corinthians. Timothy! I don't read Timothy that much. Maybe you should. Yeah, you go. All right, come on, Timothy. You're too little. I can't even find you. Timmy. Oh, Timmy Paul. Hello. Gnosticism is a heresy. <laughs> it's in First Timothy. I'm trying to find it. 1536. Yes. We'll be right back. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. First letter of Paul to Timothy. Very short, so no worries. Salutation. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God, our Savior, and of Jesus Christ, our hope. To Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord. As I urged you, when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus, that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to occupy yourselves or themselves with myths and endless genealogies. Asterix. Um, one, four, one, oh. Oh, let me go back up. Verse 2, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, asterisk, Timothy, son of a Greek father and a Jewish mother. Oh, Greek, he was a Greek Jewish, was already a Christian. Oh, all three, when Paul met him. And according to Acts chapter 16, 1, a close association ensued. Uh-huh. Nice of the black backstory there. So back to verse four. Nor to occupy themselves with myths and endless genealogies. Asterisk. Myth and endless genealogies is a reference to the Jewish legends and spurious pedigrees 
added by false Judaizers to the biblical narratives. You'll see, you'll find that in the book of Jubilees. <gasps> That's right. I read that before, but it's been a while. All right. Oh, there's, there's some good stuff in this chapter. Satan's going to show up in a minute. What's up? Can I have a cameo? All right. Verse four. Nor to occupy themselves with myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the, than the divine training or stewardship or order. All right, whatever word you want to use. That is in faith. Whereas the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Certain persons, by swearing from these, have wandered away into vain discussion. Mm -hmm. I get calls like that all the time, asking me questions that really, yeah, it's it's just not going in the right direction. You focus on the wrong question, wrong point. How you phrase your question into Google makes a big difference, and so does your brain. Deserving to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make assertions. Mm -hmm. Now we know. Now we know that the law is good if anyone uses it lawfully. Uh -huh. I know. Don't tell me stuff that I know does not. It's not what the law says. So don't stand there and tell me like I'm stupid because I know how to read. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient. All right, don't go beating up people who's doing right things with the law. For the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for man slayers, immoral persons, Sodomites. Remember Sodom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. What they were doing there. Kidnappers. Liars. Perjury. Perjurers. Perjurers. All right. People are making you do it. Or you're doing it. Perjurers. And whatever else is contrary. Contrary to sound doctrine. Contrary, much. In accordance with the glorious gospel of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted, I thank him who, who has given me the strength, who has given me strength for this, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful by appointing me to his service. 
Though I formerly blasphemed and persecuted and insulted him, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. Unbelief. Not non-belief, unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the foremost of sinners, but I have received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience for an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. But I received, back it up, but I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, that in me, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience for an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life, for what's to come, if that's you did, you did, right? If I chose it, I can see all this coming to happen, and that's why I choose it. To the King of Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I commit to you, Timothy, come here, my son, in accordance with the prophetic utterances, uh remember what the prophet said, uh which pointed to you that inspired by them, you may wage the good warfare, Ah. holding faith and a good conscience. You got one? Eh, Go get one. By rejecting conscience, certain persons have made shipwreck of their faith. You want to get back on, but it's all shattered. Among them, Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. Instructions concerning prayer. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all men for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a quiet and peaceful life, godly and respectful in every way. This is good, and it is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires that all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For until you know the truth, you don't know, you don't know you've been lied to. For there is one God, and there is one mediator, who is it? Between God and men, 
the man, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Christ means the Savior. He who saves because God is with us. Who gave himself as a ransom for all. Asterisk. Ransom from all means. This is why Paul wants prayers for all. You're praying for everybody, not just yourself, not just your kids, not just your school, not just your team, not just your country. All. Three little words. Three little letters. The testimony to which was given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place the man should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Also, that women should adorn themselves modestly and sensibly in seemingly apparel. Seemingly. Don't rip it. Not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but with, by good deeds. Deeds not what you wear, it's what you do it with. As befits women who profess religion. Let a woman learn in silence with all submissiveness. I permit no woman to teach or have authority over men. She is, she is to keep silent. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet, woman will be saved through bearing children. Because you got married and you're going to imitate Mary. Yet, woman, verse 15, will be saved through bearing children. Superscript C, or by the birth of the child, which, no, no, or by the birth of the child, okay? Either through bearing the child or through the birth of the child. If she continues, or they continue, superscript D, in faith, because it takes two to raise a child, If they continue in faith and love and holiness with modesty. Qualifications of bishops. The saying is sure. If anyone aspires to the office of bishop, asterisk, three, one, bishop, at this time, an office probably not distinct from that of a priest. Okay, so almost the same as priest. If anyone aspires to the office of bishop or priest, he desires, because, you know, you got to be a priest before you go be bishop. Okay, he desires to, he desires a noble task. Not now, now, go back. The saying is sure. If anyone aspires to the office of bishop, he desires a noble task. Now a bishop must be above reproach. The husband of one wife. 
temperate, sensible, sensible, dignified, hospitable, and an apt teacher. No drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, and no lover of money. He must manage his own household well, keeping his children submissive and respectful in every way. For if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how can he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may be puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. You're not ready for it. Slanderer. The devil is aka slanderer. He's going to come and slander you. You better watch out. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, or he may fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. I come and attack you. They don't like you. Qualifications of deacons. Deacons, likewise, must be serious, not double-tongued or addicted to much wine, much wine. Not greedy for gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And let them also be tested first. Then, if they prove themselves blameless, let them serve as deacons. The woman, asterisk, verse 11, women or deaconess. Ooh, we got, we're deaconesses. There's deacons and deaconesses. The deaconesses, woman, likewise, must be serious, no slanderer, but temperate. The woman, likewise, must be serious, no slanderers, but temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husband of one wife, and let them manage their children and their households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves, and also great confidence in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. The mystery, do you want to hear about the mystery of our religion? Verse 14. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these instructions to you so that if I am delayed, that's all we have to pay, pray for our trips, pray for everybody who's traveling right now, maybe to Italy or Greek, somewhere in the Middle East. Anyway, anyway, I hope to, if I am delayed, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God. You don't want to leave the house until you know your kids are going to be okay if you don't come home. You know what I mean? Right? People, traveling, people with kids, love y'all. 
which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulk work. Bulwark, B-U-L-W-A-R-K. <gasps> A-R-K, yeah. Bulk, bulwark, bulwark, whatever. The bulwark of the truth, B-U-L-W-A-R-K. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of our religion. <laughs> he who, who was manifested in the flesh, a.k.a. God, vindicated or justified. He who was God manifested in the flesh, justified, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world. He believed in us way before. We would not have existed if he didn't believe in us. Believed on in the world. Taken up in glory. False aestheticism? What's that? False aestheticism. Now, chapter 4. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by giving heed to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Oh, we haven't seen any of that. Sarcastic. Through the pretentiousness sorry, through the pretensions of liars whose consciences consciences are whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage, asterisk, forbid marriage as some Gnostics did. <gasps> Gnostics did? Yeah. They forbid marriage and enjoin abstinences from foods. What? As practiced by the Judaizers. Right. You can't eat certain things. Why? Don't know. Don't care. God said so. Don't explain nothing, mama. Which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Peter, come on. Everything's good to eat. Don't let them enslave you by these fishies. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. It's how you receive it. For then it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. He told you. He wrote it down. You asked him. You're conversing with him. No miscommunication if we constantly talk to somebody. You're not sure about something, just ask. If you don't ask, well, there's your assumption and future misgivings. A good minister of Jesus Christ Verse 6 of chapter 4. 4 verse 6. If you put these instructions before the brethren, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourished on the words of the faith and of the good doctrine which you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless and silly myths. Train yourself in godliness. 
For while bodily training is of some value, godliness, godliness is of value in, ver- in every way, every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. Especially, but, uh, right? Verse 11, command and teach these things. These things. What should I command people? These things. What should I teach them? These things. Verse 12. Let no one despise your youth. I'm trying. But set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Till when? Till I come. Attend to the public hearing, reading, sorry, you hearing, they're reading, the public reading of scripture. Attend to it. To preaching, attend to that. To teaching, all right? Attend to the public reading of scripture, mass. To preaching, go share and talk about it. To teaching, if they're not sure, you explain it. Make sure you know how to explain it. Do not neglect the gift you have which was given you by prophetic utterance when the elders laid their hands upon you. Did that happen to you? If not, go go find out what priesthood is. We'll we'll talk about it later. Practice these duties. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Really? Yeah, model. Take heed to yourself and to your teaching. Hold to that, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers, right? You're helping yourself and you're helping them because it's the truth, true word. Duties, duty, duty, duty. Duties toward who? Believers, got it. Make it easier on yourself. Start with easy people. You might think they're easy. Sometimes it might be harder, though. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as you would a father. Treat younger men like brothers, older women like mothers, younger women like sisters, all in purity. Maybe that's why they call them puritans. Honor widows who are real widows if a widow has children if a widow has children or grandchildren let them first learn their religious duty to their own family and make some return to their parents for this is acceptable in the sight of god she who is a real widow and is left all alone has set her hope on god and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Whereas she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Yeah, 
what's her name over there? Is having cancer for the longest time, but she doesn't look like it, but she keeps saying she does. I Command this, so that they may be without reproach. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his own family, he has disowned the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You don't go telling other people what to do with their family if you haven't taken care of your own. And you do not depend on them to take care of your own. You depend on God. I can't help you. I cannot give you every... If I give everybody a penny in the world, what the hell? Verse 9. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years old. Yeah, it's the purpose of the church to take you in. Having been the wife of one husband. That's why they set up in the first place. And she must be well attested for her good deeds as one who has brought up children, shown, not kidnapping, shown hospitality. All right, you didn't get where you are by kicking everybody out, did you? Wash the feet of the saints. Do you know any saints? Relieved the afflicted trying to help anybody and devoted herself to doing good in every way okay but refused to enroll younger widows for when they grow wanton against Christ they desire to marry and so they incur condemnation for having violated their first pledge it's like you're cheating on God made a vow to him he's your husband you divorce a man but to divorce God whoosh. besides that they learn to be idlers gadding about from house to house and not only idlers but gossips and busybodies saying what they should not so I would have younger widows marry bear children, rule their households, and give the enemy no occasion to rival us. Revile us. Sorry. And give the enemy no occasion to revile us. If they can't take it, tell them to go get married and raise some kids. For some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her assist them, right? If you're a believing woman and you have people in your family who have nobody to take care of, so, you know, you match up people who have time to take the widows with the people who need things taken care of. They'd be like godmothers. See, they're wonderful. Let her assist them. Let the church not be burdened. Right? You got if the church can do it, you do it. If the people if you're a widow, go take care of somebody else. Match people up. It's not buddy up, people buddy. So that it may assist those who are real widows. Alright, you gotta know who to do with woo. Seventeen. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you should not muzzle an ox when it is treading out grain. Yeah, I can't breathe. And the laborer deserves his wages. 
don't skimp. Come on, bite joys. You're feeding a lion only half of what he needs to get full. Yeah, you do the man. Never admit any charge against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. All right, if somebody, just one person comes and accuses you, or even two because they're a BFF, I need three. At least. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all. If you keep doing it, keep doing it, and I can't, you don't listen to me, I'm going to need some backup from the church who care about you, not just anybody. Rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. So they can learn from your lessons. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without favor, doing nothing from partiality. Right? But all in love and mercy, people, just remember. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands. Right? Don't be like, I, I don't want to hug you. I don't, I don't want to make up. If you don't want to hug somebody, you know you're you're upset about them for something. Nor participate in another man's sins. Keep yourself pure. Verse 23. No longer drink only water. What? No longer drink only water. Oh. But use a little wine. A little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. All right, people, eat some ginger, drink some tea, just proportion. You gotta know how potent it is, what's the purpose of it, and when and how to use it and how much, that's it. Stop complaining just because you don't know how to use it. Men's deeds, false teaching, and true riches. The sins of some men are conspicuous, to say the least pointing to judgment. But the sins of others appear later. So also good deeds are conspicuous, and even when they are not, they cannot remain hidden. Mm. Let all who are under the yoke of slavery regard their masters as worthy of all honor. While you're working for, hey, if I gave you permission to be my boss, I gotta treat you with some respect. But if you cross that line, then that's a whole different story. Worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be defamed. Yeah, if I can't take it, I'm just gonna remove myself, which is what I did. Those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brethren. Rather, they must serve all the better since those who benefit by their service are believers and beloved. I loved you enough to leave y'all. Teach and I rather, right? I don't I don't wanna teach and urge these duties. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching which accords with godliness he is puffed up with conceit he knows nothing he has a morbid 
craving for controversy and for disputes about words, which produce envy, dissension, slander, base suspicions, and wrangling among men who are depraved in mind and bereft in the, of the truth, bereft of the truth. They have no truth in them. Imagining that godliness is a means of gain. You're only doing it to gain something. There is great gain in godliness with contentment. All right? You don't get more just for the sake of saying, oh, I got more. Then what does it matter what you get? It don't matter to you. You just want to have more. You just want to say, my kids do it all the time. You know how many years it takes to knock that out of them? For we brought nothing, nothing into this world. Did you make the water you had to drink? Did you grow the food you had to eat as a baby? Did you create that, had to invent that little piece of diaper? Nothing. For we brought nothing into the world. We have no right to demand anything of nobody. We're a baby. Other ancient authorities insert that this, that it is certain that we cannot take anything out of the world, right? When you die, you don't take anything with you. But if we have food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into contempt. Con- those who desire to be rich fall into temptation. I'm going to simplify it for you right here. 40 years in the desert. They didn't like the manna. They didn't like the water. They want to eat something different. They were complaining every darn day. Why do I have to eat this thing? It's not tasting any good. All right. Well, uh, you want something different? Where do you draw that line? When are you going to stop killing yourselves to make something new every day and you still get tired of it and you're dying while trying to... Contentment, people. If you're not content with what you got, you ain't going to be any happier with something new. That's all I've got. You keep chasing the new stuff, obviously nothing contends you. And because you don't know what contents you. If you don't know what you want, you ain't going to get fulfilled. That's just the thing. Right? That's why I always... What do you want? <laughs> I hate guessing. I'm just, I mean, I'll, I'll pelt you with something in the beginning, you know, see how it bounces. But if I get no response, it's hard to work with. Or if I find that you just want more than, yeah, it's called that. What do they call that? Blood suckers? No, leeches? No. no. Symbiotic? No, the other one. Uh. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and hurtful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced their hearts with many pangs. Yeah, we've seen that, haven't we, people? Hollywood! The good fight of faith. But as for you, man of God, are you a man of God? Shun all this. Aim at righteousness, godliness, faith, love, 
steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called, to which you were called when you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the presence of God who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. I charge you to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this will be made manifest at the proper time when the blessed and only sovereign the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who richly furnishes us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good deeds, liberal and generous, thus laying up for themselves a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life which is life indeed. Last PSS, Personal Intentions, Instructions, Personal instructions and benediction before I leave you, O Timothy. Guard, guard what has been entrusted to you. Avoid the godless chatter and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. For by professing it, uh for by professing it, some have missed the mark as regards the faith. Grace be with you.